Hey, it's Jmark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Want to show support for Tabletop for the End of the World? Then check out our store on Teespring. Shirts like the Hi, I'm Twilight tee or the Path of the Murder Gnome tee are all available on the store now. We even got stickers featuring our playable characters from It Comes From Within, our Patreon-exclusive podcast where an eldritch god forces the original cast to play a twisted version of Call of Cthulhu. And we have so, so much more coming to you soon. So check it out on teespring.com slash stores slash tfu-market. And thank you again for your support. You're wonderful. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Your support means we will be able to rise up and wipe out this little town. You are grounded! No taking over a town for at least a month! But we do not let anyone into the labyrinth. What is that? Father! Gang! I didn't ask for you to be bored! That feels backwards. Me either. They're hiding their loved ones here. This building, it, it seems to shoot into space, and yet you cannot see it from the outside of the labyrinth. Should anything happen, the Feng Huang will be your responsibility. Is that a gorilla fish? I'll hold it back! Go! 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 All of this could have been avoided if I were just nice the whole time. We can still save this planet if we just... <laughs> Let's fall together. Together we will symbolize the beginning of the end of Paltroblatt. <laughs> what? Holy Manny? What's up? Sorry I'm late. These guys are big, right? They ate well during the death hunt. Well, that was a close one. Checkmate, Yang. This... This is a checker piece. I was never playing your game. We've seen that they can group together. That they can form... things. What if they reform the maze that you use to hide yourselves? The rest of the phoenix are gone. They cleared the room, but no one survived. I don't... I don't think we're gonna make it out of this one, buddy. Make the Feng Huang greater than I ever could. From my ashes, it will be reborn under your leadership. I am proud of you, my daughter. I wanted to give you potting gift. A showing of gratitude. Hmm. They know we're here. Lovely, lovely listeners, I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. We have had a crazy couple of weeks, haven't we? Oh, so much bloodshed, so many explosions. I could literally do this forever. But I digress. We, of course, have Kupite coming up, and so I would like to list my top 100 gift requests. 
Oh, and for those of you wondering where to get these lovely gifts, never fear. We are in fact participating in Blood Friday. Mm -hmm. So get your assortment of weapons ready. As we do every year, we will temporarily heighten your sense of pain so that you can truly earn some great deals while fighting your way through our virtual mall. Level up time, let's go! Yep, 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 I got your character request, let's do this. Yes, I'm ready to make Vert more explosive. Bow down to the murder gnome. <laughs> Bow down to me! Alright, I finally got the dog settled. Let's do this. Hey, uh, welcome to, uh, everything, everything super cool. Welcome to every, everything super cool day in Balderdash. Everything is awesome. Uh, so you yeah, guys... come with all of us to Awesome Town. Did we finally get a long rest? You did. You did get a long rest. Oh, oh my god! I can erase those big point exhaust points, right? Yes, you're fully back. You guys spend a whole week getting your your nonsense back together here in Balderdash. I got my spell slots back. Uh, I got my spell slots back. Yeah, your spell slots. I got back. my bardic inspirations back. I'm not down to six health. It's a good day. Yeah, see, and that's your gift, and you're welcome, and have a good day. Uh, All right, wrap bye. it up. This is a good game, guys. Uh, so yeah, now you guys are you're back in Balderdash. You spent the time helping the town rebuild. Um, you uh, there's been a few different things, a few different like individual people you could all help uh, during this time. Do any of you have anyone, like, particular you want to sort of bond with during this time? Anyone you want to go out and say hi to or, or hang out with? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. Just just throwing it out there. Just just whipping it out, seeing what latches on. Ooh, oh dear. What's wrong with yours? Uh, Twilight would like to hang out. <laughs> Why is it latching on to things? Because it has pincers, Twilight would like... obviously. Oh, oh no. Uh, Twilight would like to hang out with uh if possible because they're all kind of within the same similar vein of existence uh Gerhardt and Elliot and Chester it's a very veiny vein with, with pincers, pincers. <laughs> uh so uh yeah no totally uh Gerhardt and uh Donnelly have rebuilt the shack in in, in a totally different uh totally different way where it's wider now and they don't need uh they don't they decide they didn't need the second story anymore the mimics, the two mimics who are left in town, have been hanging out more with the uh, more with the goblins right now, hanging out sort of more in like the sure, destroyed sure, sure. section of town. Um, okay. Trying to. In yeah. that case, yeah. In that case, I'll hang out with them there because I already had a really great scene with Gerhardt. But I feel like because I'm Elliot's parent, I need to do right by by him and make sure I'm there to help with the adjustment period. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, no, he's... So that's my request, if you want to wait for everyone else to make their request first before we decide who goes first. Sure, yeah. See what you. do you guys got? Mm. You guys got anyone you want to talk to? I... Uh, I think Vert's gonna go and talk, um, over at the... the apothecary. The potion shop. Ah, Selena. Selena. Yes. Uh, Selena and, uh... And the and Elliot are actually hanging out right now. They are they are both inside the 
rapidly disappearing hyper mimic. But even though it's been a week, uh, this thing is still enormous enough that it's sticking around. And Selena and the hyper mimic are working together to figure out how best to harvest parts of it for potions. Hmm. And to breed more mimic babies to create my wall. Yeah, um, I will seek them out there. Torin, who do you want to hang out with today? I think Torin's just going to meditate, which usually just means workout. For sure. So I think we'll start with Torin because that's the easiest one then. Uh, Torin, what exercise are you performing today? Never miss leg day. Got a boulder on my shoulders and I'm just squatting. <laughs> boulder. Your, your over-the-shoulder boulder holder is keeping the boulder on your shoulder. Yeah, and you were doing some deep, deep squats while... Praying. Yes, while praying to Hercules. What does your prayer to Hercules sound like? Because of that foolish ally Twilight, I wish I could protect them somehow better, even when they're ten feet within me, or with within an area of me. <laughs> Very specifically oh as Torin reaches oh. level six. Oh, do you taste that? Do you taste that in the air? Do you taste that salt? There's so much salt in the air right now. Oh, oh, oh everything in the room is seasoned. Oh, so, so <laughs> very, very precisely as Torin squats. Did I lead you into that well enough? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. He reaches level six <laughs> and gains aura of protection. <laughs> in which case now allies within 10 feet get some kind of bonus, it helps. I believe. It adds my charisma modifier to their saving throw. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Which I should probably up my charisma modifier, so that actually means something in the future. <laughs> You'll hit level eight soon. You know, two more. Uh, so as you're squatting, Torin, uh, you have uh, you have an audience, uh, and it didn't it didn't immediately dawn on you that you were being watched, but it does seem as you're squatting, you you feel eyes on you. Who goes there? Uh, there's no response. I toss the boulder into a random direction. Who goes there? I'm a good guy, so I made sure it landed on the already crushed remains of Flood's house. <laughs> they, they rebuilt that house. I just the said one they that they rebuilt. It. The one they rebuilt. You monster! Gerhard's like hobbling out of the shed. Like what the hell, Torin? <laughs> we just finished building this. Twilight. Twilight is standing like right outside of it and goes, "What? What? Why?" <laughs> I didn't hear. That. <laughs> it, was completely it was like the best shack in the whole town too oh, it was the nicest shack there was a we somehow got a working jacuzzi in here how did you do that it had running electricity while everybody is uh outraged in some far off distance <laughs> I, st I am still shouting who goes there Speak now, or enter into combat. What you saw is you saw, like, a brief flash of movement out of the corner of your eye, but as you turn, you see it's just more of, like, the cobblestone street, and you don't immediately see anybody. Uh, make a perception check. I had a different idea, but all right. Oh, well, what was your idea? Are you going to blow up another shack we just rebuilt, you monster? I don't hear that. You're not with me. Look, don't forget your idea, but make the check anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 14 <laughs> or wait does that get plus something uh whatever your perception is oh i do actually have perception so plus three what was your idea because we've been dealing with nothing but goddamn mimics i would think seeing nothing but the ground and shout out hmm maybe i should do my normal 
extra loud stomp in this direction. That is perfect. Yeah, uh, you didn't see anything with your detection, even though you got a general direction of where the where the movement came from. And you start like loudly stomping towards like like down the street until you hear a familiar voice go, wait, wait, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Hold on, hold on, man. You get like I'm right here. Reveal yourself, mimic. And Chester emerges out of one of the cobblestones. Um, at this point, you're able to determine mimics as you know different. But you you can tell like the differences in their facial features at this point. Your Twilight's mimic, the one that fused with the helmet. Well, it was it was more like a temporary mount situation. I'm still pretty like kind of embarrassed by it to be totally honest. But like I don't really. I wouldn't say I'm like Twilight, you know, like I'm my own man. What do you want? I I, I saw you over there and you was you was doing your, your deep squats. And I saw squats? you I have speech impediment. <laughs> uh talking about protecting people and I was just thinking like like I wanna protect people too, man. Like I I thought my whole thing was gonna be like I'm gonna follow the mimic hive lord. Uh, to a glorious death in battle. You know what I'm saying? But, like, now the Hive Lord's kind of doing his own thing and he doesn't seem to be raising an army anymore and kind of chilled out a little bit. I, I don't really have, like, a reason for living. And I don't want to go back to just, like, waiting in dark caves and eating people. You know what I'm saying? No reason for living, you say. So I'm, yeah. Yes, this resonates with me. And then I squat oh. down in front of them. Oh, no. Oh no! That's a deep squat. Or no, not squat. Uh, kneel down to kind of like. No, it's fine. Go back to. The... No, I don't want to interrupt your workout. No, Keep no. going. Kneel down. Do you still? Have... Yeah. Do you still have the boulders on the boulder on your shoulder during this he, whole he engagement? He destroyed a house. Who is listening to our narrative? <laughs> we're in the narrative and we're not listening. <laughs> I'm gonna have like four Feng Huang guys come up to me now and tell me where where the boulder went. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where'd the boulder go? <laughs> All right, you know what? No one tell him. <laughs> but yes, no one tell I'm kneeling him. down. Jordan, what were you going to say? <laughs> this resonates with me well. Once, I also lost a reason. Lost my purpose for living. But do you know who gave me a new one? And then I kind of like jingle jangle the medallion. Hercules. I was going to say probably your best friend Twilight. In the distance you hear, Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> The deeper distance, I blame you. Hercules seemed like a pretty cool dude. If my perception of tieflings can be changed by a good-natured idiot, and if I can learn that even Hercules can view the goblins as more than just chattering little creatures, then maybe even you can find purpose and strength in Hercules. Hey, that's, oh, damn. that's a pretty good idea. Can I, um, can I squat with you? First, you'll need legs, <laughs> but yes. Can I borrow yours? No. Darn. Can I just, like, climb up on your head and add extra weight? Maybe. He, uh, he starts slurching over to your leg, and with the intention of climbing up, do you allow it? I just scoop down, scoop him up, put him on the shoulder like a parrot. He climbs onto the top of your head. This feels comfy. I want to stay up here. <laughs> Very well, then. 5,001, so, 5,005, 5,006. And so, with the bond of friendship uh, grown between you two, Torin earns uh, a new piece of gear. The Helm of the Mimic. 
I think we already learned they don't make very good armor or weapons. Well, that was the one that was trying to kill you. <laughs> okay. This one's going to try to protect you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you willingly give us an NPC? Yeah. We didn't have to just take it? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to take it for ourselves and adopt it? I'm not a I'm monster. I'm so happy. You're not? <laughs> I, eh, generally. So what does the helm of the mimic do? How much XP do I get for the helmet? What? No. <laughs> uh, Chester has become the helm of the mimic. Uh, the very first thing he does is he conforms perfectly to the shape of your head. So he creates a protective layer around your horns and the top of your skull. He, he fits perfectly. While you're wearing the helm of the mimic, your resistance to acid damage has turned into an absorption of acid damage. Instead of taking damage from acid, you now have so much acid resistance built up through your natural sort of affinity and through uh, Chester's uh, natural blood that you now heal for half of acid damage taken instead of taking any damage from it. I have a follow-up question for that ability. Yeah. Can... can Torin, if Chester ever bleeds, does that mean he's just a reigning heal item for Torin? No. Okay, Stop I just wanted it. to make sure. Stop it with your ideas. That was a that that was a genuine question. Like that wasn't me being a a, a tool. No, no, you cannot <laughs> you cannot cut open Chester in order to heal yourself. <laughs> that would be very unpaladin and also hella broken. Because <laughs> I I would have to determine exactly how far i want to take that and now to go to twilight and learn how they get five spells that they'll never use oh no you get more stuff first oh. <laughs> uh the helm of the mimic also has a special ability on it called appendages uh chester has four tongue-like appendages that can cover the wearer's eyes ears or both as a reaction the helm uh -huh. changes the appearance of its material at will and the helm can be removed to lose its resistances in order to take the form of an inanimate object and, uh, or to send it after a predetermined target. So Chester is still very much alive and on your head, and you can tell him to get off your head and go do stuff, but you lose the bonuses to having him on your head. But he does have his four tongues, and you can use that to cover your eyes, such as if someone were trying to blind you, or to cover your ears if someone were trying to deafen you or do... Uh, thunder damage to you so you can you can gain resistances to uh certain very specific statuses so see your your present is still a mimic just wanted to make sure <laughs> i had this planned right from the beginning like i said uh, make note j mark uh, that still adds to the tab okay yeah adding to the tab i got oh, it good. right here we're up to four got it right here you don't have to you don't have to keep track <laughs> and so yeah through the power of protecting others you have gained uh, you've gained someone who's joined you in your quest of protection. Uh, so I then we'll go to, uh, we'll switch to Twilight and Vert, where you guys, the two of you find Selina and Elliot exiting the Hypermimics dissolving maw. The Hypermimics still, like, glorious in his material choices. He is golds and platinums as he comes waddling on his tongues out of the creature's mouth. And uh, Selina is, she like slides out, like slides down the tongue and jumps out past a fang and uh, does like a little, little, a little landing where she almost fell over, but she's gonna be, she's gonna make it. She's gotta rebalance herself. And they see you coming. Hi, Selina. Hi, Elliot. My hello. hello. Parent. 
And Selena's like, Twilight, oh my goodness, and Vert, I almost didn't see you there. How are you guys? Oh, small. We're okay. Uh, Torn destroyed the, the shack, so we're going to have to rebuild parts of it again. That's a bit of a bummer. But, you know, gotta stay positive. Well, compared to everything else that's been destroyed, it's just really a drop in the bucket at this point. Oh, don't, don't say that name. It makes him appear. <laughs> a drop in what? Uh, no, that, that doesn't happen. In the pail! That do- that happens that <laughs> happens later. But yes, yeah, Selena wants to know sort of what you guys what you've been up to, how you've been how you've been spending the week. Let's say Vert would have probably been trying to do a little bit of, of investigation on the hyper mimic, just because he's never seen anything like it before. Well, that that likely changes matters a little bit. You probably would have been with Selena and the the Hive Lord then. Uh, so let's let's do that. And the Elliot. Let's cover that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as you, uh, Vert and the Hyper Mimic and Selena are are exploring the innards of this thing, Selena says that what she would like most is to harvest parts of this thing to see if we could make some different potions out of it. Mm-hmm. For example, any kind of transformation ability these mimics might carry, she thinks she might be able to harvest. And the, um, the Hyper Mimic has, has been sort of guiding her through the dangerous twisted underbelly of this thing and he explains this was going to be my war machine this creature could shapeshift its outsides and its insides could grow to even more enormous heights than this but you killed it before it could reach full height and i got kind of disappointed he looks at vert it needed killing I suppose it was we were kind of off the off the hook there a little bit but it was it was an excellent it was a, it was a good monster well it's it's heart could change locations so that it couldn't be killed from the inside and could rearrange all of its vital organs yeah, yeah. was a small um you know vulner, vulnerability there um <laughs> uh hey what's that up there uh-huh. Uh, Vert is looking up at uh, what looks like, a, I guess, a opening a room or flap or something above him. Uh, sure. Yeah, it has a blowhole now. <laughs> and you see sunlight pouring in. <laughs> uh, that is its blowhole. It can only stay underground for so long before it needs to come up for air and expel whatever comes out of a blowhole. Uh, Vert tries to... Do a misty step. Uh, makes a mistake, though. Did you try to misty step too I, hard? I actually didn't misty step hard enough. I think that shows. I think what happens is that as you, you try to misty step up to the top of the blowhole, your concentration's thrown off as the floor directly underneath you and underneath the three of you has begun to dissolve. And and that, that part of decay has begun. And your misty step gets sort of cut short in that second and you all fall deep into the darkness of this thing's innards. You land, you land softly on bouncy tissue. Well, actually, as the um, the, the the misty step starts to, to fail, um, Vert manages because uh, he didn't cast it hard enough. Uh, manages to uh, cast a fly on himself. Yeah, as like a matter of pure instinct. As everyone else falls, you sort of are doing like the Looney Tunes run in place. And you realize you're not falling at all. The what? Yeah, yeah. It 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 doesn't quite happen for Vert. Vert's just yeah, uh, 
Not a fall guy. The what? Oh, I'll send you. It's a it's a long running extended universe about a cross dressing rabbit. I'll send it to you in the archives. Cross dressing. Okay. It's way it's way better than you'd think. Like based on the description I gave it, there's like a there's like a really passive aggressive duck. I I've seen pictures of this duck. Yeah. And it looks weird. It's got um. Do you guys mean like a spider duck? No, legitimate. Like just a a completely normal. I mean like it's it's black like we've never seen like a, a duck that's like that oh color like before. a like a pan like a yeah like a panther duck it's probably a panther duck yeah. it's not like one of like okay it's not one of the all green ones or the all white ones it's like a panther it doesn't duck. look like it's got any fangs on it though which oh okay, okay. it's kind of weird um domestic a domestic panther duck. It, like the the important thing is they're in a universe where they're all immortal and they seem to spend that immortality abusing each other oh no very poetry blat yeah there doesn't seem to be any real like context to like why they are these godlike immortal creatures who just seem to hate each other i'm pretty sure it's actually a play on norse mythology but i haven't been able to like okay really pin down who exactly is all of them okay sure thanks for the uh thanks for the i'm gonna have to check it out i guess yeah for sure anyway vert can fly now Uh, and gently floats himself down to where uh, Selena and Elliot uh, have landed, <clears throat> or bounced, or and squished. I, I, Ghost of Torin here, Twilight. <laughs> it's really both. Warn him, the more dragon he becomes, the more dragon he becomes. I blame you. <laughs> Uh, so the uh, the ghost of Torin. Uh, I guess you know what Twilight. You want to take this one since since we had to fix the the time for it. Twilight's still standing in front of the 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 recently destroyed boulder and is going great. First Torin destroys the sh- uh, destroys the shack. Now Ghost Torin's talking to me again, and none of you can see him. Remember, this is only level zero haunting. Ooh. <laughs> so Vert, you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh no, we broke him. Now, okay, so you you floated yourself down into the innards, uh, and now the three of you are sort of you're not really trapped anymore, but the the other two seem to be like in a little well of decaying matter. Oh, well, what is all of this uh, around? This isn't its stomach, is it? Yes, I believe when it died, its stomach was likely directly below us. So if this really rots away, then we could all be screwed here. Uh, I'm gonna try to just climb up, and I can't. Okay, and he's just like slipping like his tongues are just sopping wet like standard and they're just slipping against like the inside of this thing's like throat essentially well here g- give me your um t- tongue only he had hands made of magic maybe they were based on mages let's uh let's try this uh vert grabs onto an appendage mm-hmm. uh tries to pull him up you could burn another third level spell slot to give it to another creature yep uh, do you give it to to the Hive Lord or to Selena? I imagine Selena, because the Hive Lord shouldn't be any heavier than Vert. Actually, yeah, I'm going to give it to Selena, and then I'm going to try and uh, lift up the Hive Lord, because the Hive Lord's probably smaller. Sure. Uh, yeah, Selena's like, I, I'm i flying. Oh, I'm flying. I've never flown. Oh, my God. Yeah, neither have I. Let's... um. Figure it out. And Selena, uh, it, in sort of like the fear of it, like she grabs onto Vert's, like she wraps her arms around Vert, thinking she's going to fall. Vert, the, the inner dragon in you, starts bubbling. 
She's a, a beautiful woman. This is very warm. Who has who has wrapped her arms around you and you the compulsion, the dragon blood in you compels you to breed! You will breed for it! You must breed with the No, you don't do that. Rolling for, for constitution Okay. <laughs> yeah, you should roll for constitution. See if you don't pass out by the end of it. Get you get you Gatorade. <laughs> I imagine there's not as much electrolytes blood in this a gnome body for a dragon appendage. <laughs> it's not what's happening here. He doesn't have a dragon appendage. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Anyway, I know I'm bending the rules a little bit to let Selena fly, but uh, yeah, Selena's flying, and well, you kind of wrote them into a stomach corner. I did write them into a stomach corner, and now I'm Deus Ex Machining them out. <laughs> And the uh, the hyper mimic has uh, realized he has sharp teeth, and he just starts biting his way up the wall while the two of you fly. Mm, Where do you go from here? I see an opening, but it's very tight. We're gonna have to squeeze through. You definitely have a blowhole directly above you, and there is. Uh, well, wait. We were trying to pull stuff apart from this thing. Um, does it have a? Brain? Yes, uh, I believe the hyper, the hive lord would have told you that the hyper mimic has a brain. Okay, I guess we just want to. Well, I, Vert would want to continue looking for, with Selena uh, to try and get some of that material to create a, a potion of some sort. Sure. Uh, so yeah. you would fly. You flying up to the top of the head then? Yeah. For sure, you totally do that. Uh, you going from the inside? You're gonna fly out. Hey, we're already in there. I guess try from the inside. Okay. You start. I guess somehow burrowing through the top of its like the roof of its mouth sure i can firebolt some holes in place oh that'd do it yeah yeah just you spend some firebolts and just blast through it and little chunks of dissolving skull fall out and you get in there Mm. and you find this thing's brain is actually like about the size of a human brain inside of a brain cavity that's like a football field it's just a bunch of wires connecting it from all over like and it's just like a little throbbing node in the middle of the room oh geez and with your fly you can fly right up to it and you can see that the desolation and the the decay have started to reach sort of the edge of the skull, but they have not yet reached the brain. Selena, can you do anything with this? I think I can. You know, it's well. so strange. I, it's like, you know, I bet if if its heart were still beating, this thing could still be alive. Well, that's creepy. Yeah, I just look at the condition of this brain. And the the Hive Lord has now, like, clawed his way. Elliot's clawed his way up, and he's like, we're pretty hearty as a people. But yeah, she scrapes the brain into a big old, uh... Like she squishes it into a jar and then she throws it into uh, Elliot's mouth. We just he just holds it as a treasure chest. I think we have everything we could possibly hope for out of this journey. You there, uh, the the tiny one that makes fire. Oh me. Take us home. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, the ghost of Twilight goes. Teach him manners. I blame Torin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that one. Ooh. There's no ghost of Vert. He murdered them all. Um, Vert never dies. He murdered death <laughs> and God. But still didn't resurrect us. Eh, they're books to read um, and steal. Uh, <laughs> Just sounds like weird. an anime. Just ends with us dead, but Vert killing God and death. And then not doing anything about us because there are books to read. 
You're that anime stereotype. He has to go be in a corner and depressed about a girlfriend that died, and he could bring back, but he won't, because emo. Like, so he Vert entirely kills people because there are books to read, and those people might interrupt him. Oh, absolutely. That's canon. He turns those people into books. I like it. I like it. It 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 feels right. Uh, I let's try this way. And Vert flies, um, I guess, towards the mouth because we did go through like this roof of the mouth as well. Yes. Uh, you fly out of the mouth and then off the handle. Make a perception check for me as you as you exit the beast. I am making a perception check. That is a sixteen. You hear a squelching noise coming from directly behind you as you exit the creature, eh? and you turn around. To see that you're not the only one who has learned how to fly. Guy Bucket. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> An eruption of, of biological matter exploding from below him in order to maintain jet propulsion. Oh no! <laughs> declares, I have evolved into my final form! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the Pooh Mancer has learned another Pooh trick. listeners we are very aware that you all had some concerns about recent events but do not worry everything has been taken care of and we are back on schedule why i even switched over from my peppermint wildberry frozen latte to a cinnamon mocha infused with essential oils latte <laughs> Not only do I drink good feelings, but I am absolutely guaranteed immunity against any and all viral infections. The essential oil cinnamon mocha can be found at any Potriblad cafe. Now that I've learned my final form, I'm looking to challenge a worthy adversary. initiative at this point. <laughs> da, 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 he says, da, da. you there, I challenge you to a race. And he's pointing at you, Vert. Well, um... I'll challenge you to a race, back to the rafters. First one to Mount Diasturge wins. Now you fly on up there, and if you can beat me, I'll give you my most treasured possession. It's not my bucket. <laughs> that's mine, and that's for, that's for medical purposes. You can do it, Vert. You can win. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, okay. But if I win, I want your most treasured possession. And just Euro Club dance beat music starts playing. Vert, what comes to mind when he says your most treasured possession? Uh, Vert immediately touches at the side. His dick. <laughs> <laughs> His dragon dick, dragon dick. Bert got a big old dragon dick. What? Hey, what? What did you it's, actually say? It's very thick, and it it is at my waist. But it is Bert's research diary. Research on what? It's it's his book. It's a secret. It's secret it's, research. It's it's his it's his research diary. It's research on his dragon dick. It's stuff I know, but I don't think you guys fully know yet. Uh, Bert, you have been challenged to fly up to the rafters, and to mount a dire sturge, and the first one to do so wins. The, the betting your most treasured possession. Well, um... You can do it. You've got plot armor. I mean, Torn says what? The most powerful kind of armor there is. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go! 
And in a horrifying squelching display, <laughs> Mayor Bucket erupts like a rocket directly towards the rafters at the uh, ceiling. He in- he can oh, increase no. the pressure. Oh yeah. my goodness! All right, oh, no. uh, Vert has uh, oh, he's too zipped powerful. off um, vertically. Remember, to be ah. aerodynamic, you need to fully stretch out one arm and fist, and have the other one curled up next to you. Yeah, so you guys are are flying up. You are you are neck and neck. He can match your flying speed. That is horrifying. You reach the the rafters ahead of you. You can see that the dire sturges are still hibernating because it is daytime. What do you do? I'm going to move towards one of the um, dire sturges. Totally. Uh, yeah, you move towards the nearest one, and it looks like Mayor Bucket is going to reach one at about the same time, except he starts, it looked like he was about to, but with some slight acceleration, his trajectory his trajectory changes, and he starts getting closer to you. No, no, I'm pretty sure the scientific term is trajectory. His, uh, <laughs> his, his ejectionary, ejectory. It looks like he's going to do something. He's up to no good. I cast invisibility on myself. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, let me explain why that's interesting. Because his poop can cover him and make him trackable? Uh, because invisibility and fly are both concentration spells. Mm-hmm. So for you to activate mm. one, you'll turn off the other. Yep. Okay, yeah, you turn invisible <laughs> and uh Priority. I've... Right as right mm. as right as Guy Bucket, he uh what what's he what's the right term for this? He was gonna fishtail? He was going to get real close oh. and then turn around so as to catch you in his jet stream. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but with your Why? invisibility, uh, I'm going to have to roll and sudden plummet disadvantage there. If only you were within 10 feet of me, I could help with your saving throw. <laughs> you could protect him from this horrible fate. With my aura. Oh, God. Yeah, so with his disadvantage... Mayor Bucket tries to fishtail, but he's not used to the aerodynamics of his new state. You mean his anus? He's, he rolled a... Yeah, he's not used to his own anus. He rolls a natural one and goes spiraling across the sky. Does he just implode? No, you're not that lucky. Vert went invisible. Guy Bucket has to sort of recover. Uh, what do you do now, Vert? I cast Misty Step to throw myself... Right on top of a dire sturge. That is well played. You teleport directly to the dire sturge and land on top of it. Well, I suppose you land sort of upside down on its shoulders because it's also upside down because they sleep like bats. But mm-hmm. it works. You uh, you just lock your legs around its uh, around its wings, and you're there. You're on it. I win. Oh no, no, that's that's no fair at all. You only know you you had like a whole bunch of spells, and I. I only got like, I only I only do my very specific thing. <laughs> well, all right, I suppose you win then. I'm gonna give you my most prized possession. I'll be sad to see it go though, so you better take care of it, okay? I need a promise from you now. Does he just detach his anus as a weapon to give to him? No, he takes his beard off. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it turns out it turns out his beard was never was never real. He takes it off. It's on like little hooks over his ears, and now he looks exactly the way you suspect he does. You realize he has no chin. He has no chin at all. And he hands you he hands you his beard. Vert, this item is the empowered beard, a curly white beard of someone who has lived well and experienced much. You may equip this beard as a bonus action. 
While wearing the beard, you have advantage on persuasion roles involving females who are old according to the culture of their race. You have advantage on stealth roles and deception roles pertaining to maintaining a disguise. And you automatically succeed on any deception check when lying about a subject that neither party truly understands. You are a weird, spiteful, striking enigma. Couldn't just give us normal loot. I thought oh. this was better. Does he have to wash the beard first? So to give you that break, it's up to you. To give you that breakdown again, yes, uh, please. while you're wearing it, advantage on persuasion rolls when talking to old women. Advantage on stealth rolls and deception rolls when you have to maintain a disguise. And you automatically uh, succeed on the deception check when you're lying about knowing something, and neither you nor the person you're talking to genuinely know what they're talking about. Like, so if two, if you're part of a discussion and two people don't know what they're talking about, and you're wearing the beard and you just say something, they'll just believe you because you're wearing a beard and you seem authoritarian. This, <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so perfect. Okay, I need somebody... Can, can Actually, my scene take place uh, later in the day? Like, after Elliot Elliot is back to where he's uh, yeah, sure. If so that if I can that's meet with him? That's what you're you really want to do. Elliot is uh, sort of hanging out with Selena a lot now. Uh, they're back in the potion shop. The back room of the potion shop that was Justin and his wives... Uh, uh, what's the right word? Hostile? Um, that has now been sort of turned into a crowded infirmary for everyone who got damaged when the hypermimic exploded out of the ground. There's like some goblins and some people in here, some members of the town, who were who were injured during the fighting, and they have bite marks and acid burns and blunt force trauma wounds from debris falling on them. And Selena says, "Twilight, I'm so glad you're here. Can you come in here and help us?" Oh, I was actually hoping Twilight was already there. And was playing music for right. everyone. Twilight, I'm glad you're already here. Can you come in here and help us? <laughs> and uh, Twilight looking up at Selena, who was staring blankly at their face this entire time, and then suddenly acknowledged my existence. Goes, yeah, sure, no problem. Mm -hmm. I'll keep playing in a second, everybody. And Twilight goes over to Selena. And uh, she says, you know healing magic, right? Uh, yeah, in a, a manner of speaking. I like, it's, it's more What's so most... I know it exists. And I acknowledge I may have knowledge of its existence, but it usually stops there. I don't usually use it that much. Could you could you try some now? And you uh, you see looking down is this this guy, this just uh, this normal guy that you've seen around Balderdash a little bit. Just a really just a really normal guy. He's just so normal. He's got like he's like oh hey thank you for helping me out like. Because I got to get back to my wife, and we're we have a dog because we're trying to see if we can like have a kid, so we're testing it with a dog first. You know how that's like. Twilight looks like dead at the person's face and just goes, "What was it this time, Norm?" It was I, the ground exploded and there was a giant tooth creature, and my house is dead. Twilight, uh, you've been offered a chance to heal this man. Yeah, wait. So Norm was like a a, a mimic, a toothy thing came into his into his thing and like started trying to eat him. It, it the ground exploded for no reason, and now my be house honest, was that's not what happened. You and I both know you hurt yourself mowing your lawn again, didn't you? 
Twilight casts Healing Word on uh, this on Norm. And because you tried so hard to cast Healing Word, you try digging like up in your spell slots, and you think about healing and restoring life and all the blood and injuries that Norm must have, and you accidentally cast Vampiric Touch on Norm. <laughs> and you just start absorbing his blood into yourself, and he's like, no, no, stop, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. No, no, stop. Okay. Uncle, uncle, uncle. It's delicious. Give me more. And then Twilight snaps out of it and goes, what was that? Everything all right? Uh, Selena, Selena puts uh, her hand on your shoulder and says, uh, Twilight, maybe you need to take a break. You look at Norm. He's still very much alive, but he is like, like, like mummified. It's just... <gasps> Oh, he should he should drink some water. Hey man, Tw- Twilight, you tried your best. I believe I believe in you. Okay, I'm I'm gonna take a nap. Oh oh, and Twilight like very awkwardly places a cup of water next next to him, and then just like starts slowly backing out. What the heck was that? Twilight's learned vampiric touch. Do do do. Debilia says, I, I, I thought you did a wonderful job. I don't... What was that? I've never... I've never done anything like that before. She's like, you did blood magic! What? Yeah, you did blood magic. You manipulated his blood. I'm a bard! That's that, uh, that's that tiefling in you. That's really coming out now. Ooh, oh man, if you were a full devil. And Twilight, like, very upset. Um, it kind of starts like wandering the city. I, I think all this time Twilight's been mm-hmm. getting kind of a sense that there is something more to them, but this is because sometimes they just blank out and like don't remember yeah. things that happen. But I think at this exact moment, Twilight has confirmed mm-hmm. like one of their biggest fears, and that's that they have this darkness within them that yeah. allowed them to not only cause harm, but to cause harm by taking from others. In the metaphorical and in this case literal sense, and Twilight's like, and Twilight's just wandering and like confused and doesn't know what to do about this newfound information, and it's a little scared of themselves too. It's like a redefine redefining who they are. Maybe one day soon you'll be able to cast off your half human side of you and become full devil. You'll be so beautiful in your eccentricities. Go away. I. Y- you don't want to be full devil? Leave me alone. Well, I can see that this has upset you. Uh, I do not have a super good read. Go away! Emotions. And as you say that, as you shout, go away. Uh, you just happen to do it. In, your voice is infused with your bardic energy. And you dispel magic. And Debilica's image wavers. And she's going like... On emotions, and then her her form fizzles like static, and then she's gone. Ooh, I can have some full. So she And uh, Twilight looks at their hands and goes, "Oh no, I killed the Bellica. Oh no." <laughs> oh, oh! What was that? Oh no! 
Oh, God. I feel like at this moment, as Twilight is panicking, maybe that's, like, over a lot of things, maybe that's when they run into Elliot. Sure, yeah. Uh, boom. Ow! 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 Oh! You're yelling an awful lot, parent. Oh, Elliot! Hi! Uh... Greetings. What are you- what are you doing? I am wandering. I was told that if I am to find myself, I need to spend time walking around and thinking about stuff. Oh, yeah. At least that is what Ray tells me. Yeah, I, I was doing that earlier. Uh... And Twilight looks at their hands and, la and looks at Elliot and is afraid that whatever happened will kill Elliot. And, like... Puts their hands in the pockets of their kimono, and then uh, mm -hmm. walks over to a nearby bench and goes, "Come on, let's talk. It sounds like you need to talk." And and sits. Uh, yeah. The the hive lord sits on the bench as well, and he's got like two of his tongues sort of dangling off the bottom. Uh, they can't touch the ground. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. Parent, you seem troubled. I too feel troubled. For you see, I believed my purpose in life was to conquer this demiplane and allow my people to be taken seriously. But now all of my people are dead. And, as you explained to me in some detail over this last week, I was throwing a bit of a bitch fit. It would seem now I need to find a new purpose if I truly wish for my life to be full of friendship and joy, as you have promised. Yeah. Yeah, I get, uh, I get that. I, I get losing your way. But, um... And Twilight, like, gulps and straightens their back and tries to put, like, a brave face because this is their child. And they're like, you know, Elliot, you may not have succeeded... In making your people be taken seriously by, you know, conquering this world. But at least those of you remaining, Chester, uh, whatever this little buddy's going to be. And Twilight points at the uh, the egg nestling inside Chester's chest mouth. Or not Chester, sorry, Elliot's, Elliot's uh, chest mouth and goes, this little buddy's going to be pretty proud of you too and, and feel pretty taken seriously. Yes. Your grandchild shall be great. Uh -huh. And Twilight goes, eee! Um, yeah. Um, parent. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Can I ask you something? Uh, sure. I can't promise I'll have the answer, but I'll try my best. What did you want to be when you grew up? Selina tells me one day I will be a big chest, and I will need to grow up. And maybe get a career. What did what did you do for a career? Uh, whenever you whenever you go for a career, just make sure you uh you un uh, you unionize. You know it's important. Uh, but oh, obviously, wages in this economy are oh, don't, absolutely don't, The healthcare benefits alone. Don't get me started. But I guess uh, you know what dental costs when your saliva is acidic. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and do they have to brush each tongue individually? Why do you brush your tongue? Uh, it helps clean it up. I did not know that. I thought you only had to brush the fangs. Oh no, you should you should brush that. It makes your breath smell better. Um, okay. Um, let me think. So, when you ask what I wanted to be when I grew up, 
Do you mean when I was little like you? Because, to be honest, what I wanted to be as a kid is nothing like who I am now. Who were you? You know, I normally wouldn't tell anyone about this, but you're my kid, and I feel like I need I need to show you that parents can, can make mistakes too, and that's okay. Um, that's how you learn and from those mistakes and grow that counts, you know? But when I was little, I, I wasn't loved by my parents, by your grandma and grandpa. Because the thing is, it's true, I'm part human, and that's why I'm a tiefling. But I'm not, I'm not half human like, like my best buddy Debilica thinks. I'm a tiefling born of two demons. That's why, uh, <laughs> and Twilight knocks their, the top, the tips of their horns. <laughs> These are so short. I, I, I don't have pure demon blood. And the thing is, no demon does, but mine manifested like this. And so, I'm, I'm a tiefling, and most places don't love me, and... And I, the devils never took me seriously. They called me a uh, albinsite. That means outsider and tiefling. And and so I I had to do what I had to do to survive. I didn't have anyone to provide for me. And so I wanted I wanted to be the world's greatest rogue. And and I wanted to take and take. But I wasn't like one of those hero rogues you hear about in the stories. I. I was I was one of the ones that stole for themselves and only themselves. And I I've learned a lot since then. And I know now that that you can find people who care about you even if you're not what they want or expect maybe. That's uh, hard to explain. Believe just let me tell you this, Elliot. The only thing you got to know is that when I was younger, I thought I had a path in life, and that path changed. And that's okay. You might think you have the answer one day and then have a totally different answer the next. Honestly, I think it's kind of it's kind of selfish to think there's a destiny and only one path to achieve, because that means you don't get to enjoy all the other paths along the way. Parent? Yeah, Elliot? Am I what you expected? When you and other parent were planning a baby. Oh. Well, you're not my child in that way, and we'll talk about that in detail. You're still my kid, and I still love you. But... Yay. To be honest, I didn't expect you. I didn't even know you were an egg. But, regardless of that, I accept you and I love you. Because you are good. If you weren't, you would have just kept killing people. There was this one guy. Oh, let me tell you this story. And Twilight starts fading off into this uh, story regaling um, when we fought the, – the many times we fought Plagius. And, right. And or as not you, Plagius, you, Paralys, right? Which one's the – You re you recount – Paralys is the big one. Yeah, you yeah. recount that story um, and as you – finish it you find that uh the that elliot has drifted off to sleep on your lap 
uh, on the bench with uh, with their mouth wide open. Could he have turned into a tiny, like a tiny plushie, or whatever size he is plushie? Like, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, pick a pick a kind of bird that you like. Ooh, a kind of bird, like our birds. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, they're terrifying. Um, one of the smaller ones. Oh, I mean, they're still scary, but uh, there's this really, really cool one, and it tricks you because it can actually talk, and it's like psychic. But I, I think it's okay. I think it's called uh, a rave. I think there was another letter in that, but like it's black, and apparently it's like yeah. super smart, which is why it has psychic powers. But yeah, it's called a rave. Yeah, uh, a rave has begun picking at the um, the gross like sort of residue in Elliot's teeth. It's just it's just landed there now. Um, it doesn't seem bothered by Elliot's incredibly loud snores. Are you? I don't think you should eat that, buddy. You'll you'll just start burning up at the mouth. And Twilight tries to shoo the bird to like protect it. It uh it jumps on your finger. Wow! Hello? Hello? Um. You can you can go if you want. And Twilight like uh stands up and like turns and looks at the bench and then tries to gently place the bird on the bench. It jumps back onto your hand. Okay. Uh, hi. I'm Twilight. Um, what's your name? It cocks his head. And Twilight suddenly starts feeling like or hearing a sound in the very back of their mind. And they can hear mm -hmm. they can hear a voice. And it's just there. And Twilight can hear it. And uh, the, the voice only goes, yeah, what's it to you, bub? What? Oh, I totally had a I had a way better internal monologue for the rave, dude. Oh, what is it? Ready? Okay. Okay. Feed me worms. <laughs> <laughs> We're not That's doing beautiful. that. But I want to eat breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's just oh, he's screaming. Ah. Uh. <laughs> You've got oh, two I'm enemies right. behind you. Worms. <laughs> Our football team sucks. It just has has very strong opinions about uh, the 2000s era movie movie of like showing superhero movies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just in the back. It's just in the background, like Doctor Strange with a lateral move. <laughs> it's basically Iron Man with magic. Well, it's better than its always depressed poetry spouting cousin, the Crow. <laughs> uh, so Twilight, it seems that through your power of storytelling, this this creature, the Rave, seems to have just come into existence. Uh, it has perched itself on one of your horns, and seems to have made itself comfortable. You now have the Find Familiar spell, level six, a big level for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got. Three spells, um, and I also got uh, this ability from the College of Lore, which I'm pretty sure I just I just picked up from reading one of the books May loaned me way back. Uh, Counter Charm. Mm -hmm. I can use music to disrupt mind-influencing effects, which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. It does count as an action, so um, I think it's an ongoing action, so if I stop using it, it doesn't work. Um, oh, no, it's just for a turn. Yeah. Uh, so Twilight, uh, just to finish off the scene and give uh, give you guys your last little bonus here, uh, Selena has made her way to this bench. She's found you guys now, and she says, uh, 
Hey, Twilight, how you doing, man? Twilight gains the loot of bench. <laughs> you gain one bench. I gain one bench. Hi, how you doing? Hey. How you doing? Um, I'm really sorry. I hurt. I hurt Norm. I don't know how that happened. Oh, it's, it's fine. I just got to give him some extra potions. Okay. Oh my goodness. When did you get a pet? Huh? Oh, uh, this thing? And... Yeah, oh, he's adorable. Or she? I can't tell. I, Doesn't matter. I don't know if it has anything. Um, but yeah, this is... I... Ooh, hold on. Um, I got it. Uh, yeah, this is Mo. Uh, don't know if Mo. Mo's a boy or a girl, but this is Mo. Uh, they talk to me with a weird voice. And I'm no bird that you can handle. That's not. We're not doing that, sir. We're not. <laughs> we're just not. No, no, no. It's clearly not. That's clearly not what's, what's happening here. Even though it would be, it would be way better. Um. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Uh. She says, "Oh my. You know what? I. You stay right there. You stay right there, Mo." Uh. And she runs into the shack, and she runs out with a little strip of cloth with a purple gem in the middle of it. Oh. And she's like, does does Mo wear jewelry? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Right, Mo? Yeah. Selena uh, hands it over, and Twilight, uh, do you attach it to your bird? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, ta- I tell Mo to turn around and face me uh, and, like, present themselves, and then um, Twilight places it uh, on Mo's. Um, chest, like, uh, where the, the center of their chest would be, like, right next to their heart, and, like, puts it right there. Okay. Uh, and, um... It's like a, it's like a ribbon. Yeah. And, uh, Mo, yeah. I, I got this voice for Mo that I really want to try. So there was this place, um, back in, um, old, 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 old New York, um, mm-hmm. uh, called Long Island. And there are these really yeah. fascinating people from there. And so Mo's voice is like, yeah, thanks, Tuts. Really appreciate it. You know, this is real nice of you. Real nice of you. I really appreciate you. Okay, that's fine. I, I feel defeated that my voice choice did not make the final cut, but I think that's that's fine. This is your thing. This is your <laughs> I thing. hate you so much. Um, I hate you. Don't be petty right now, you monster. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, would you like to know what you've been given? Yes, please. This is the Soul Shard Collar. I assume yes. This is the Soul Shard Collar. You can teach your familiar to sing a song. This imbues your familiar with one spell that you can cast and a single spell slot of that slot of that spell's lowest level. You get that? Yeah. So you get you get one cast of one spell that that you can cast. Uh, your familiar may cast this spell as though it had the ability to do so during the caster's uh, using the caster's spellcasting mod or spell save DC. So that's just the mechanical term. So basically, you get to give you get to give Mo one of your spells, and Mo can do that spell, and then it's spent. Does um, that your familiar may cast this spell using? It uses your abilities to cast the spell. J Mark could load, like, say, a shockwave spell into the bird, have it fly into the middle of the enemies, and release it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm one hundred percent excited. What? I just want to yeah. clarify. You turn Twilight into when V I, from Devil May Cry Five. Give... A little bit, yeah. I. I'm not remotely upset. Good for you. Yeah, I'm really glad that game was the only one translated properly in the, in this day and age. But uh, I mean, I've got a copy. Yeah. I found a copy of Devil May Cry 2 If you if you want to try it, 
Yeah, absolutely. I bet it's better than the first one. It has to be. It's a sequel. Uh, to finish off this this bit with the collar. Yeah. To f- uh, it takes one hour to charge the collar with a new spell. Uh, the collar is attuned to your familiar, and it reappears and uh, disappears with the familiar, such as if you were to unsummon it or if its health were to drop below zero. Um, one question. Yeah. When when charging a spell, does that use one of my spell slots, or is it a freebie? It uses for one that? of your spell slots. Like you, you, It's basically you cast the spell... And then trap it in like a little inside the crystal inside your bird and then have your bird pull the trigger. Okay, I got it. I love it. I'm extremely excited by this. You should know, just uh, read up on the uh, the rules for find familiar. You do not need to do this for touch spells. You can already cast touch spells using your familiar as a casting point. Awesome. I also wanted to ask you if... Um... If I can stick with the fine familiar rule of it can take the shape of any animal I will it to, or are we not allowing that? Uh, yeah, that's fine, as long as it's animals that are within the rule book, And I would assume they mean ancient understanding of animals, not our animals. Like, I just, yeah. I can't have yeah. you, like, spawn a gorilla fish. Or, like, they say you can make a cat, but not like Wren. And if you made, like, a dog, not like Manny's dog, please... So something like Mastodon, Sabertooth Tiger, Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, those really small animals from back in the day. Yeah, one of the easy ones. One of the most prehistoric of them, Dragonzord. Could I do... There was this really, really cool uh, creature. It was like the mix between like the historic version of a duck, the historic version of a beaver, and uh, yeah, essentially that. Like okay. if you if a beef if a historic beaver and a historic duck yes, made a baby a buck and I think it was called the plat I think it was called the the platypus is this platypus like, is this like the Loch Ness monster is this like one of the made up ones no like this one is like this one is real is this no, like this is one's this like, like is this real. like ghosts like the made up animals people kept looking for I don't know why people kept looking for ghosts I know it seems like really like what's the best thing you're gonna get out of them is like. They're going to play one public access song. People only finally gave up once Sasquatch revealed himself and gave us the truth of the universe. Yeah, when, when Sasquatch told humanity about aliens, it was pretty much up for cryptozoologists. No, that was really it. That was all they had left to rely on, because everything else was disproven. Right. Well, except mummies. Yeah, mummies could still Horrifying. be real. Yeah, they could still be real. Right, we haven't not found any mummies. I so I I hope you guys like the game. That's what I had planned. That was your. That was your. I mean, you kind of you dispelled Debilica there, so that kind of shut down something <laughs> I wanted to do later. We can just save it for next game. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It was a blast, and definitely next game we're gonna figure that out because that was not planned, but it was really. I'm cool. pretty sure we took a right turn on his plot when, you know, Vert and everybody escaped the stomach. Instead of just dying. No, I, that's fine. I had to right turn on you guys to jet propel Mayor Bucket at you. Oh, I had other plans with that one too, but uh, I think I think it went the way you probably should have gone because that would have taken initiative rolls and stuff. Are we going to gain an item that summons Mayor Bucket and he just launches from the sky on a poo stream to hit our target? If we ever I, got a summon I, mechanic, that would wow. be the most amazing thing ever. That is wild. Um, but I'm I'm happy that Vert is more powerful. I mean, you, yeah, 
going to be feeling like here. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to give you guys your loot as sort of like a like a coupit day game, you know? In case in case tomorrow doesn't go well. Hey, look, don't worry about it. We're going to be fine. We have a safe way to the labyrinth and to the base in there and it's it's going to be fine and we're all going to come home. You need to stop torturing yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Look, I told them to come with me. Even Kev. If I hadn't, they would have... Stop. We aren't kids, Mitch. We all made our own choices. J-Mark, Kev, even me. <sighs> I guess. Come here, man. Uh, uh sure? <sighs> It'll be all right, buddy. You're, uh, hugging me? Yep. Is this okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, we're taking some downtime. I'm training Ren, and we're going to find them. But we also got to find a new hideout. And figure out what Amelia is going to do with the Phoenix. We've got work to do. And I can't do this without you. So get it together. <sighs> right. <clears throat> right. I, um... <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Good. Oh, and, uh, one more thing. Yeah. Oh! I promised oh. I'd hit you right in the dick the next time I saw you. <coughs> Promises oh. are important. Get some rest, buddy. We'll start work tomorrow. And that, dear listeners, is precisely why it is important to dress to impress when shopping during Blood Friday. The more intimidating, the less likely you are to get stopped by hordes of ravenous Coupe Day shoppers. And that, folks, was one of the last broadcasts by our dear Robin. Well, that was very enjoyable indeed. I think it's time to check in on Robin. Would you like to check in with me, folks? <laughs> wow. Robin is in a mood. I think someone didn't have her coffee today. I'll go fetch her some, so stay tuned for the sounds of some smooth jazz. Thank you, and keep living your truth.
Hey everyone, J Mark again. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. It was our moments of spite. We just leveled up. And I just wanted to let you all know we are going to be having a small break coming up. It's the holiday season, and so this will be our last episode uh, for the coming month. That being said, we do have a live show coming up on January 18th at 7 p.m. at uh, Gamers Core Legion in historic Ellicott City, Maryland. If you're able to make it out, we would absolutely love to see your faces. If you live further away and are not able to make it out, don't worry. We are going to do our utmost to get a Facebook live stream going on our page uh, at the same time. I also wanted to take a moment to apologize for the uh, audio quality uh, of my lines in particular for this episode uh, we are having some audio difficulty and uh, i was not aware until i went back and edited and unfortunately when you do an improvisational show it's difficult to you know do anything about it uh, but hopefully that's all sorted for future episodes and uh yeah thank you so much everyone for supporting the show we really appreciate it uh fully understanding that we are on a month-long hiatus at the moment so our next episode will actually not be coming out until uh january 17th so it won't be too long but i really appreciate your patience and uh, yeah, you all are absolutely wonderful. If you're able to catch our live show once again, it is going to be TFU Live at Gamers Core Legion in historic Ellicott City, Maryland, January 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll also be trying to uh, do a Facebook live stream of that show. Anyway, that's it from me. So thank you so much. And remember, the overseers are always watching.